This week on Get Ranked, the movie podcast, the guys discuss their top 10 MCU films in honor of the release of Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Get Ranked Movie Podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Cody. I am Nick. And we are finishing up our month of Marvel this week. Last week, we talked about the good. The week before, we talked about the bad. And this week, we talk about the ugly. Yes, we are ranking the worst costumes in all <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Am I right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be anything Gwyneth Paltrow wears. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, of course that's not what we're doing. <laughs> so we looked at the heroes, we looked at the villains, today we look at the movies. Um, we are going to, you know, set out our top ten each of the our favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, we're looking at about uh, 20 movies, I believe Endgame is 21. Is it 21 or 22? 21 or 22. Okay, yeah, um, it's right around, a little over, yeah, right right at that spot. So our list is going to have about half of them. <clears throat> Which half is to be determined? We will find out um, a little later. A uh, little bit of movie news this week to get started, though. There is. Um, yeah, you know, it's not really a big, like, big announcement news. I just, I've just been reading how angry, not angry, um, but the Tolkien estate is not happy with the new movie coming out. Oh, really? About his life or uh, whatever? Yeah, no. They um, they have come out and said, we do not endorse, we do not support, and we did not assist with the production of the biopic Tolkien. You wonder why that would be. Like, like they're, obviously they're alive. It doesn't... I mean, I haven't seen much on the movie. I, I truly just heard about this movie during a YouTube ad in front of a video I was watching yesterday. Yeah, I heard <laughs> the about first it. time... I'd seen anything about it. And it doesn't look like they're sh like slamming him or doing anything scandalous. So I don't know why they wouldn't go to them for permission to make it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't um, read too much into it. Um, because, and I mean, we had this issue um, a little bit ago with uh, Green Book. I was just going to say, yeah, Green Book. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe they're mad that they're not getting credited. I mean, they they didn't give information to them. So, yeah. I, I mean, you just worry about families that of these famous people that have, you know, been gone. And where's the line? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and, and his son, I believe Christopher, is still really into, like, continuing his father's work. He's released quite a few books after his father's death, continuing the Lord of the Rings or the, the Middle Earth. Mm-hmm stories you know um i'll just tell you this the movie looks okay it doesn't have hobbits in it so i'll kind of steer clear probably filthy hobbits it, it'll be it'll be a dvd watch for me i mean i like those yeah. types of movies but i just can't go see them I don't, I don't know and it seems like we're getting a lot so we had you know bohemian rhapsody we have tolkien rocket man is coming out does does tolkien does he sing we will rock you no he doesn't sing we will rock then, you. you see i think i'm out <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're back in for Rocket Man because he's you know be a long that long looks, time. That looks like a good movie. I saw the commercial for that in front of I think Captain Marvel, and it looks it looks very good actually. I had no interest in it. I like Elton John, but I just had no interest in seeing a movie. It wasn't like with Bohemian Rhapsody. I grew up loving Queen, so I had to see that. Whereas Elton John, I like, but he's not like 
he's not one of my favorites. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy his music, but I wouldn't call like I'm, a, I'm not like a huge fan. So I wasn't like completely interested to see it. But the commercial, the tra- they cut a good trailer at least. Yeah, and I mean I'm excited because I did um, like really enjoy a few of uh, Elton John songs, like the uh, Crocodile Rock. Rocket yeah, oh, absolutely. And, I mean, yep. and I like thoroughly, legitimately enjoyed. I mean, we played them when I was in high school band, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I loved them. And but yeah, I no, didn't, he's he's awesome. Um, but you know, and I you know wasn't as curious about his life. I mean, uh, Freddie Mercury, you know, lived in the spotlight. Elton John lived in the spotlight, and I mean, not a lot. I mean, I can't a remember a way. lot of you know big controversial stuff with Elton John, or no. stuff that you would you know, wonder more about. So now I'll probably see it. Uh, yeah. DVD watch or probably same here. But so um, I do want to add another thing to movie news. Uh, did you happen to catch the trailer for the new trailer for child's play? I did. Where they, where, where they, where they show him and you hear Mark Campbell's voice. No, I haven't gotten a chance to see that one yet. So you literally, he says two words in the trailer and it's good night, Andy. And it sounds like he's doing his best Brad Dourif impression. <laughs> Okay. Of the original Chucky. And which, you know, it's two words. You can't really judge it off of that, but you can definitely tell he's trying to do something different so it doesn't sound like the Joker, which I think is smart. But it looks good. Like, I'm excited for it. But Chucky it doesn't looks quite cool. sound like he's doing his own thing to it. I'm not sure yet. It, like I said, it's... based off two words, it sounded like the original voice actor. It sounded like Brad Dourif. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to see if they release another trailer before its, June, before its June release with more of his dialogue so we can hear, like, kind of more of what he's going to do with that role but i mean it looks good i'm excited for it and it's it's a far cry from like literally like two months ago when i could have given like a damn about it yeah no. or couldn't give a damn about it you know what i mean i had no interest but now it's like yeah i'll be there opening weekend this i'm i'm curious to see what this new child's play is all about well, you'll have to check es- it out especially you know another plug to that show you're going to be on you're, you're going to need to see it fairly quick because no you're I, gonna... i'm going to yeah i because i'm going to be on mad about movies no i'm going to have to be see it <laughs> so no matter what i'm going to have to um one other thing i want to talk about did you catch game of thrones today on what did cody not get a chance to watch this <laughs> week <laughs> i'm still watch I'm, have you watched either of them i have not gotten to watch any of them but okay, well, the good news is i'm caught Sunday up night... on marvel on what? On the Marvel. Oh, movies. on Marvel. I've watched them yeah. all. Well, now. you're gonna need you're gonna need to watch them. Well, that's good. You're gonna need to watch Game of Thrones by Sunday though, because it's the battle for Winterfell. I have. It's it's the big one. I have just about every night off, um, except for Endgame. And, yes. And uh, so no, I will uh, be catching well, up on. I'll just I'll just everything. leave you and our viewers with this Sunday night's episode of Game of Thrones. This past episode, episode two, is one of my top five favorite episodes of the series. And oh, wow. there's not a single ounce of action in that entire episode. It is, and this is not really spoiling anything because I'm not going to give like any big spoilers. But it's literally like a whole episode of all the characters like being together. You know, these three over here doing this, like five of them sitting around a campfire here, just kind of talking and shooting the shit for an hour. But it's it's interesting, and it was so good because it's 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 kind of like the show's like last hurrah here's all the characters you love before a lot of them get brutally killed next week yeah you know and i liked that like it was just it's really a good episode i i loved it but if you're expecting action you're gonna be disappointed like my brother he's not a big fan of of stuff like that he, he's more of an action person he likes stuff happening he didn't like the episode at all he thought it was really boring so it's just a matter of preference but i absolutely enjoyed it so okay 
But I'll no, be caught that's up by all next out of week. the way. Well, that's good because <laughs> we'll have a lot to talk about with Endgame and the battle for Winterfell. Uh, which, yes, Cody and I are. are Cody and I are. Yeah, Cody and I are. I don't know my words today, Cody. I think I'm having a stroke. Do you smell Cody toast? I, I don't smell toast. But you know what? Toast sounds good right now. <laughs> Cody and I will be seeing Avengers Endgame Friday night, opening night. And we are planning on reviewing the, the movie uh, for next week's episode. So stay tuned for next week's to see what we thought of the final movie in this kind of kind of this series. I mean, I know they're continuing, but they're, they're I look at it as like the series finale of, of what they've done for the past 10 years. Right. It'll and be interesting to off, see how they clean up some of the um, some of the stories. And I'm you know still curious about Far From Home, how that's going to tie in with yeah, the whole yeah. Infinity War ending. Yeah. And and based off what we see, Cody and I, I'm sure next week we'll talk about whether or not we think it's on our top 10 list, uh, which leads us to. I'm just going to say list. it's going to be really confusing because this episode drops the day after <laughs> we're seeing the day it. day after. But yeah, that's true. we're talking about it now as if it's the future. So we went and saw Endgame yesterday and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was fa- best movie ever. <laughs> when Thanos started breakdancing, I lost my shit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes, this episode is going to drop after Endgame, but we recorded this a few days before we've seen it, so it's not going to be on either of our lists this week, or this episode, but it will be on the next episode, and we'll, we will talk about it next episode, and we'll review it as well as the Battle for Winterfell. But leading to this week, as we've stated, for the final episode of our Month of Marvel, we are looking at what we I assume most of you probably assumed we were going to do for this last week. The top, We are going to rank our personal... That's right. Our personal top 10 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All 21 movies? 20, 20, 21, 22 20 movies? 20 something <laughs> movies. As Cody said earlier, there's that about that many, so we're going to cover about half of those and we'll see uh, how we do. But for those of you who are new to the show, this is how it works. Every week, Cody and I pick a topic based off pop culture, movies, TV, video games, books, whatever we feel like. So far, it's only been movies, kind of a little bit of TV. But anyway, we pick a topic, we both go our own way, our own separate ways, and we create our own personal top 10 list based off of that topic. We come back to the show, we discuss, we argue, we laugh, we cry, we go home happy. What do you say, Cody? Should we do it? I think we should get on with the show. All right. I think it's my week to start. Uh, Sure. (laughs) Well, based off that, Cody, give us your 10. (laughs) (laughs) So my number 10... um a somewhat more recent not so recent you know it's it's been hard keeping track since i've watched most of a lot of the more recent movies within the past like three weeks i see them as the more recent movies when really it's been over the past you know three years now yeah Um, my number 10 is ant-man okay not on my list not on your list i did enjoy um ant-man because there was a lot of um technological talk and or technological um just moments in that movie with the suit with the um, the science behind shrinking and growing and how he explains it. Um, I love Michael Douglas as an actor. Uh, yeah, he's really good in it. Um, seeing him have that big of a role still in a, in, in, in a superhero movie of all things. And he gets to be Hank Pym, and which I remember when Hank they Pym. announced the movie, he was playing Hank Pym. I'm like, he's going to be Ant-Man? Because in the comics, he's the original Ant-Man. I didn't realize they were going with Scott Lang for the ant-man role but that that was a really cool casting choice yeah and i I, again i never knew the comics i didn't know hank pym from scott lang or yeah um the wasp from 
the younger wasp. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's too many wasps. Too many wasps. Too many Ant-Man. Ant too many cooks. <sighs> <laughs> um, but, no, and then, I mean, I enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp, but as we said before, or as Nick said before, it is a lot of the same stuff. Now, they did add new things in Ant-Man and the Wasp that, um, you know, we didn't get, like, the Wasp, um, you know, with the winged suit and... Um, I I loved Lawrence Fishburne and Ghost and Ghost as the pretty much the villains Ghost much more so than Lawrence Fishburne's character. You can't go wrong with Larry Fishburne. But um no, I I enjoyed Ant-Man. It was it was a fun movie and different um different take on a superhero one being, you know, the prisoner that just can break in uh fantastic villain, fantastic ending fight scene on the train set. Mm-hmm. And and it's just so damn funny. It is. They, they have a lot of humor in them in that movie. There's a stroke of genius casting Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. You know, w- n- last person you'd expect in a superhero movie. No, but what's funny is that like he's so good in the character in the movies. Both those movies are really entertaining. That I look forward so much to seeing him in Endgame to see what he brings to the table. Now that he's one of the few left alive, and how which he again, gets everybody. Back. There will be spoilers for all of these movies. So if you haven't seen any of these Marvel movies, turn the show off and go watch them. But no. So yeah, how he comes back from the quantum realm and just what he's going to bring. Because, you know, we have we do have comedy in the movie, but or in those movies, but he really is comedy. So I'll be curious to right. see what he brings to the table. I'm betting you he's going to be the one. I, I already kind of assume they're going to have to do time travel or travel through time in Endgame. You know what I mean? To kind of yeah. stop and reverse everything because they, they can find the time uh, stone and he's the time probably turner. someone the time turner yes the time okay. turner and he's someone i feel like would be the one that would be able to tell them how to do that yeah you know with dealing with the quantum realm and all that stuff yeah and i mean what he's learned from well what little he's learned from pim he did yeah. he did catch on more or less in the end about yeah and you know he was doing the jumps into the quantum realm for the energy and mm-hmm. um yeah, no, so to keep it brief, Ant-Man is my number 10. Yeah, Ant-Man would be probably, like, in my top 15. Okay. But just shy to not make Definitely it. Definitely your top I, 21? I, it would be my top 21, yes. I, I can give it that honor. But no, I, I do like Ant-Man. It's just edged out a little bit sure. for me by some others. Okay, so my number 10 is the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. That's my number 9. All right, we'll talk about it now. Um, I love Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. This was the movie I didn't think was going to work. When they announced this movie, and I looked up what it was because I'd never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics, had no clue what they were. I remember looking it up, and the first image I saw, I saw was a raccoon and a giant tree with a face. <laughs> and I went, oh my god, this is going to be Marvel's first bomb. Like, I, I truly remember thinking like this will be their first, they will lose money on this movie. Then the Thor of the Dark World happened. And then Thor the Dark World happened, and I went, okay, Guardians can do whatever the hell they want to do. <laughs> but uh, And I went and saw it, because I didn't come out in August, and I remember I could not stop laughing and enjoyed the hell out of that movie. It blew me away at how fun and entertaining it could be. And it was, the casting is perfect. I, you know, Vin Diesel says, you know, three words, that entire movie, technically four, four. if you want to say we, but, you know, three-word phrase. And, and he's perfect as Groot. And Dave Bautista is awesome as Drax. And it's just so well written. I'm, I'm very happy they're bringing James Gunn back for volume three because you can feel his 
uh, type of writing all throughout because I know a lot of his other movies like Swither and he wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake and, and you can feel his presence throughout it. So I, I'm happy to bring him back. But no, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, um, it's my number nine. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, I, re- I remember the, like the first time I saw it, it was, you know, uh, it added much more comedy than there had been. I mean, there were, yeah. there's funny moments in a lot of the Marvel, almost all the Marvel movies, but uh, this was a straight Guardians up comedy. of the Galaxy was a straight up comedy. And as I mentioned before, I love the music in it because the, yeah. the, the 80s rock and the 80s music is my jam. Um, and I, I've always liked the, you know, the soundtrack and of course, yeah, the acting. Um, and no, I it, mean, it's and it's it's it's. It's just so entertaining, and I love that Rocket is just such a little bastard. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he truly is a despicable character. Like he steals He's that guy's eyeball, or he steals that guy's leg for no reason other than because I asked him if I could have it. He gave it to me, <laughs> you know. Like I just love that. Like there's there's a there's a line that is completely indicative of everything that happens in that movie, and it's when. They've all been captured, and John C. Riley and the other guy are, are like taking their like snapshot, their their mug shots, and the one guy says, "What a bunch of a holes," because they are, mm-hmm. you know. And I love that about that movie, but they're so lovable. The only reason it's at ten on my list because I really enjoy this movie is the villain is really weak. I think Ronan the Accuser is is a weak villain. He's I like Lee Pace in the part. I think he's imposing a figure, uh, but I just think he was underused and. He, He's more underused in Captain Marvel, but it's still cool seeing him in it. Yeah, that was uh, a surprise to be sure. Um, it was cool seeing him, but I just feel like he's not the strongest villain. He just wants the the Tesseract. <laughs> um, no, no, it wasn't the Tesseract. I'm wrong. It was the purple one this time. It was the the Space Stone or whatever one it is. But I just felt he was a little weak. I, I do give Guardians some props because it's the first Marvel movie to actually have Josh Brolin as Thanos. Yeah. Uh, You'd seen him at the very end of Avengers, but it wasn't actually him. It was just some guy just stood in to do the motion capture for it. So the first Guardians was the first time we actually saw Josh Brolin perform that part. So I give it points for that. And that was the forget it, I'll do it myself, right? No, that was at the end of... Was that Age of Ultron or Civil War? Age of Ultron. It was Ultron. Yeah, no, this one you just saw him when Ronan was talking to him. Because technically he's working for Thanos and then he goes rogue. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. But no, but I just I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's cool to see you have it right up there with me around the same slot. Yeah, and no, fun movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so moving down to my number nine. My number nine is Captain America: Civil War. I don't have that one on my list. Alrighty. Uh, so Civil War is incredible. It is basically Aven- Avengers three, <laughs> other than uh, Infinity yeah. War, um, minus the Hulk and Thor. Exactly, because it is. It's all of them together. Uh, I had read the Civil War comic book well before this movie came out, just because I remember when it came out, it was big, so I remember getting it from our local library and loved it. Um, this definitely changes quite a bit of it, but the, the the core was still there. I remember thinking they kept the core of Captain America on one side, Iron Man on the other. Um, I just love the idea of Captain America being against censorship almost or control i I loved the idea that he didn't want to be controlled because let's say he is under control and something happens he doesn't want to have to get permission to go save people whereas tony stark 
has kind of that moral problem of, yeah, but sometimes people innocents get killed when we do this. And I loved that dynamic between the two. And let's just call it out. The airport fight scene is one of the best scenes in any superhero movie. Oh, yeah. The airport fight is absolutely incredible. It, you know, from Spider-Man, his first cinematic universe appearance in the suit, uh, to Ant-Man finally becoming giant. Giant Man, which was I, I remember in the theater going, ah! <laughs> when when he goes, I got something to try, and and, and it's the way they film it, how he reaches out towards the camera and grabs War Machine, like it is such a badass moment. I love that. <laughs> Everything about that airport scene alone puts it on my list. But then you also add in the revelation at the end that Winter Soldier was, <clears throat> excuse me, Winter Soldier was the one that was brainwashed to kill Tony's parents, and mm-hmm. just the final fight between Tony, Cap, and Bucky is so emotionally charged. I love it. I love Civil War. So thinking earlier, you mentioned, you know, I, you reminded me that it was, you know, uh, Tony Stark realizing, you know, we don't want to kill the innocents as we're doing this. And wasn't yes. that the theme of, you know, Batman versus Superman? And then at the end, they were brought together over their parents, not split apart. Um, <laughs> I guess Batman's was more, or BVS was more Batman wanted to kill Superman because he thought he was going to turn on the world at okay. some point. Okay. And he Never was worried mind. that there's this God on earth and what will we do if he becomes evil? We have to take him out. Okay. But it started because of the destruction at the end of Man of Steel where people got, innocents got killed. So uh, a little bit, but the less we talk about BVS, the better. Okay. Um, because we're no, talking Captain America Civil War. I, exactly. I really like Captain America Civil War. It's like I said, it, it's the third in the Avengers basically. Um, I just thought it was, knocked out of the park by the Russo brothers who have helmed Winter Soldier, then Civil War, and then both the new Avengers. And and they've showed with that one that they could handle an Avengers. So it was smart for Marvel to give them uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So Civil War, my number nine. Cody, your number nine was Guardians. Was Guardians. So skipping down to my number eight. Um, So the number eight on my list is uh, the Black Panther. That's my number eight. That's your number eight. Okay. Um, So... The Black Panther was another one of those uh, heroes that I had never really heard of. Um, Me neither. So, I mean, we saw him in Civil War, and then seeing that, yeah. seeing him in his own movie to see, you know, and it takes place like Civil War ends and Black Panther begins. They're on their way yeah, home from that his same way home. fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it's an awesome transition from movie to movie, and you know, thinking watching these movies in uh, timeline order, it. It would just blend one movie right to the next. And yeah. um, as you mentioned a couple weeks ago, fantastic villain with a fantastic um, motivation, not necessarily mm-hmm. the right way to ha- take it. Because, you know, in the end of Black Panther, they do advance, they do start to um, not necessarily share their technology, but they have the, they're educating the outsiders they they essentially do exactly what killmonger kind of wanted to do which would show themselves to the world exactly not in the way in the militaristic way he wanted to do it Mm -hmm. so in the end kind of the villain did let black panther realize what was needed he wasn't wrong he got the message across yes yeah and i love that it's another reason i love killmonger and black panther yeah and i mean the effects were great i loved um the entire like the capital city of Wakanda or the the entire of Wakanda the the, mm-hmm. the towering it you know kind of reminded me of Coruscant 
Yeah, it does. You're right. The original trilogy, or not from the the prequel trilogy, of Star Wars, to where yeah. it's that it's that futuristic city with the vehicles fly, cars flying around, and it it really is a, a and it's the you know the hidden gem in Africa that, um, the lost city of gold, if you will. Um, Pretty much, yeah. This the city of vibranium. Yes, and, which still makes me sad. They can't call it adamantium. They can now, but I doubt they will. Right. It's too late. I mean, it's been vibranium. Yeah, it would for just the be whole... confusing for them to now just automatically just start calling it adamantium. And what was the reasoning behind that? Was Marvel holding back or was did another studio own? No. Uh, adamantium is an X Men thing. Oh, and it it's own, it was owned by Fox. So okay. they couldn't use adamantium. So that's why they created vibranium. Because in the comics, it is adamantium that's in Captain America's shield, it's Black Panther's claws, you know. Okay. So they had to create something else and that's where vibranium came from so adamantium is just over you know wolverine and whatnot yeah which like i said they could use it now because they own fox but they're not going they're not to going i to. don't think because it'd be a lot to just be like hey let's rename this thing all right <laughs> the, the ultimate retcon right there it's it's the same problem <laughs> with uh bringing phil colson back to the movies mm-hmm. to the new movies like he was in captain marvel but that's because he wasn't dead yet Right. But it's the same problem why they won't bring him that him back. Uh, Joss Whedon was asked that for Age of Ultron because by that point, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on TV. And they had t- told on that show how they brought him back. And he said, well, because if we bring him back in the movie, we're going to have to spend five or ten minutes out of the runtime to explain why he's back. And we don't want to have to do that. Instead of making people go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Which is a death penalty on itself. So <laughs> it's Part of the MCU. It is, but I was, it's not good. <laughs> I was surprised at how many TV shows were listed as part of the MCU. Technically, all of the really good Netflix uh, shows are, mm-hmm. because they reference a lot in that show, like Daredevil. They reference the Battle of New York, which is the first Avengers. Right. You know, so technically, those all are. Yeah, Luke Cage, those Jessica ones Jones, are all of those. Yeah, go watch those. Skip Agents of Shield. <laughs> but anyway, Black Panther. Um, yeah. When you said a minute ago the effects were really good, they are to a point. I think the final battle between Black Panther and Killmonger is terrible. On the train tracks? The, the train tracks. The CGI in that last probably 10 minutes is not good. But everything leading up to it is very good. Okay. It's like they just kind of ran out, which is funny. You Why do that first? <laughs> it's yeah. your big. It's your big moment. You're a hero and villain fight. Um, I love the like James Bond sequence in the middle where he goes to the casino in Shanghai. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. The the casino scene, the car chase. Uh, let's give some props to Andy Circus. Oh yeah, who was awesome. I didn't expect him. Some I don't remember him in the other. Uh, I, was he in any no, of the other I mean, movies? He popped. He he made his first appearance in Age of Ultron when okay. they go to I forgot which country. It's 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 in Africa to get something, or Ultron's going there to get some vibranium, and okay. he's like the, that's where he loses his arm. Ultron rips it off right uh so they introduced him there to then set up they were setting him up to be the villain in, in black panther yeah, and it was he's awesome so to finally not see him in a, or see him in a non-mocap role <laughs> you know and he's so good like you, you can just tell andy circus is having a blast playing that part when yeah. he's sitting in the interrogation room and he's singing what is love <laughs> baby don't hurt me and it's just so goofy and I, I want more of andy circus doing that stuff and it just i i remember being mad in the theater when when Killmonger shot him and killed him. Yeah, I was like, oh, you could have gotten more out of him. Like he didn't have to kill him. He could just like be a recurring like just Thorn and Black Panther side every movie that he has to go and lock up. You know, but <laughs> it's a Marvel movie. No one's really ever dead. <laughs> Loki's right. died like six times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I really like Black Panther. I'm happy that you, since you watched it, you really enjoyed it enough to put it on your list. 
Um, anything else on Black Panther, Cody? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, so my number eight is Black Panther. So we'll move down to my number seven. My number seven is Spider-Man Homecoming. I've got it a couple down. How far down? Cody? It's two down. We can talk so about it's it. In your, so it's in your top five? It is, it is my number five. Well, save it then because it's in the second half of the show. Okay. So we're, since Cody has it lower, we're going to save that discussion for a little later. So Cody, give us your number seven. So my number seven is the first Avenger, Captain America. Not on my list. Not on your list. Um, it was a hard. It was a hard cut because I really enjoy Captain America. Yeah, I. It was hard cut. And you have Civil War on here, so you're still bringing attention to the hero. Yeah. But yep. I, I love Captain America again. As I've mentioned numerous times, I'm a sucker for origin stories, and yep. I think Captain America's is one of the more interesting ones of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he is this scrawny, wimpy guy that is all heart. He but, would. Yeah. He's willing to die for his platoon. He's willing to, you know, give his life for his country and he's, you know, the perfect candidate for the super soldier program that we have this guy that we know is genuine. We know he we're we're fairly sure, certain he'll never apart. go against us. No never go yeah. against us. So let's beef him up and I mean and you get to see like the ups and downs, him basically becoming the mascot and um <laughs> I, I love his I love his cameos <laughs> in um spider-man homecoming too as the... <laughs> his cameos at homecoming are fan he has one of my favorite post-credit scene do you remember his at the end of spider-man i think so the... where it comes up why where, am i still you... recording these or yep no no it's it's you know everyone's waiting for what the end credit scene is going to be and then he pops up and goes today i'm here to talk to you about expectations and disappointment <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> you sit around you expect something great and you get disappointed. <laughs> it was just one big middle finger to people that wait for the Marvel post credit scene, which apparently, not to cut off too far of a tangent, but apparently Endgame has no post credit scene. I don't believe None. it. We're staying. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. No, I'm still waiting. But, uh, you know, it's come out for critics. Critics have seen it, and they've all come out and said there are no post credit scene, which honestly doesn't surprise me because this is like your big finale. They're not, they don't really need a post credit scene. What's, all the that, others, what's left about, to tease? There's nothing to tease, exactly. I mean, you could tease, granted, far from home, but I don't really think you want to do that with, like, your big finale. So it honestly wouldn't surprise me if there's nothing at the end of it. Makes perfect sense, you know, thinking no, about absolutely. it that way. Um, but, you know, a little more about um, Captain America, the first, the first Avenger, great villain, the Nazis, and Hydra, of course. Um, yeah, Red Skull, who was on our list, or at least mine. I don't remember yeah. if he was on yours. He wasn't on mine, and but... Um, uh, What's his name? The little uh, the little scientist Arnim dude, Zola. Arnim Zola. Yeah, he was on my list as a computer right. from Winter Soldier, but you know we we get to see him and he's he's the lackey in that movie and he gets a little mm -hmm. more thunder in um, Winter Soldier for what it's worth with the the mind meld with the computer. But yeah, no, I, I, one, I, one of the few like sci-fi ish parts in a movie that's pretty grounded. Yeah, in Winter Soldier at least. You know. Yeah. Um. But. Um. Yeah, again, great origin story introduction. Uh, sad ending. Um, he doesn't really get the happy ending because you know he's sacrificing himself with the, with was it a nuke or whatever? Um, uh, no, he just crushes the plane. Oh, he just crashed. No, I'm thinking of. Is there a nuke? On? I there was a re. I remember the there being a reason they, they for saw something. Because um, I thought the cold ice was going to neutralize the tesseract. Oh, maybe it was just you know, the tesseract. It's the tesseract yeah. in that too. 
yep you're right you're right um so he's taking the tesseract to the ice and he crashes the plane and uh no captain america great villain great hero great origin story um say all around great movie we got to see you know red skull um for you know what hugo weaving would do of red skull yeah and then uh yeah arnim zola um and tommy lee jones in in another superhero movie he's been you know batman villain now he's a marvel good guy depending on who you ask i feel like that was the first like big yeah like the big get for marvel up to that point i mean right i think captain america was like the second movie released but it was like a big like or no it was the third i think i've always forget incredible hulk Incredible like everybody else does (laughs) um it was like just the first like holy crap they got tommy lee jones Oscar right. winner, you know, like that. That was a really big deal. I remember, and that was—he's he, good in it. He's yeah, fun in that part. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Iron Man was really the beginning of Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback. Yeah, and Jeff Bridges and hadn't Jeff Bridges won his hadn't Oscar done anything yet. yet. Yeah, or hadn't done anything recently. Yeah, hadn't yeah. won his Oscar. He won that for True Grit, right? Uh, no, he won it for Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart, right? Okay, same. He was character. nominated for True Grit. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but. No, he plays the same character in that really crappy R.I.P.D. movie. <laughs> I watched that again the other day. I, I don't. Uh, um, <laughs> what they do to Kevin Bacon in that movie is unforgivable, Cody. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Captain America, the first Avenger, my number seven. Good deal. So, okay. Um, your number seven was... Spider-Man Homecoming that I punted. My number seven was Captain America. So my number six. Um, my number six, I am deep in punt territory. Because um, I know how much and, you like this movie. And you full well know this. <laughs> and I full well know this, but there are others that I enjoy more. So my number okay. six is the third movie in the Thor series. Punt! Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> But, trying to draw it out as long as possible before you <laughs> realized what I was talking about. That's not a bad spot for it, though. At your number six, like that's not that that's a good. Like, like I just, well, we can get into. It. I'm, I'm, you know, when, in a few minutes, but no, yep. that, that that's a big punt. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I expected it. All right. So my number six is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. All right. So we kind of talked about this a lot the past few weeks when we talked about Robert Redford's character. Uh, alexander pierce but i love the winter soldier because it to me it's the most mature movie in the entire mcu uh mcu i almost said mcu universe <laughs> um it makes me think like of an that. atm machine <laughs> it makes me think of that episode i know maybe think of the episode of the office where michael scott says i'm gonna need that asap i'm gonna need that uh asap as possible <laughs> so it makes me think of that um but anyway, uh, as Captain America Civil uh, Winter Soldier is like the most grown up of all the series, most mature, because you can look at this movie as, you know, take away the fact that he's he's Captain America. This movie is a political conspiracy film mm-hmm. from start to finish. It is a spy thriller. Like, it is the most unsuperhero film of the bunch, but that's not a negative. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's awesome. Um it furthers the storyline between Bucky, uh, Captain America, and his friend Bucky, who you find out is now brainwashed, and he's, he's a bad guy working for Hydra. The big revelation that Hydra is is has been controlling S.H.I.E.L.D. for years is a huge wrench thrown in the world of, into the spokes in the world of, of the cinematic universe. Uh, and it's just so good. The, the scene 
the fight scene in the elevator when all the guys are taking Captain America up and that fight scene happens is one of the best, like top five scenes in the entire cinematic universe. It is shot so well. The action in that scene is awesome. Like it is so well done. I absolutely love Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, it's got spooky computer Arnim Zola. <laughs> uh, uh, it's got the best. It, 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 it fixed Black Widow for me because she's she's fine in Iron Man 2, but she's in there mostly just to kind of set up the Avengers. Yeah. Joss Whedon started to fix her with the first Avengers movie, but I still felt like they didn't do too much with her, and it wasn't until Winter Soldier that she basically became in that movie like his right hand man that whole movie yeah she became that, a she became a featured character and yeah she became more of a character a full fleshed character right because that's where we get her flashbacks of how she became who she was yeah, so you get a this little is more. her her movie too yeah and and she's really good in it so I, and and nick fury gets an his his car chase scene where they're going after him in the beginning where and then ends with him faking his death is incredible like, mm-hmm. that is one of the best action scenes you will see in any movie, let alone a superhero film. And it's just, like I said, it's, you could watch this movie, and you could show this movie to your grandparents, and they would enjoy it. And even, if you, even if you didn't tell them it's a superhero film, I think they'd still enjoy it. Because it is so much more of just a, like I said, a political, like, Watergate-era conspiracy film, and I love it for that. Yeah, and um, again, I didn't expect the the twist that, you know, the Winter Soldier was his best friend. I mean, that's... Well, I, I did, early but in the movie. I know the comics. <laughs> right, yeah. I never knew the Winter Soldier was his best friend. That'd be like, yeah. you know, Nick and I start, and if one of us gets brainwashed and starts, you know, killing everyone. Which, let's be honest, you know it's going to be me. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> but hey, I'll have a cool metal arm. <laughs> no, until Rocket steals it from you. <laughs> That's true. I And what's, like you said, I pray they have a scene in, in Endgame where he walks over to where Bucky disappeared and just takes his arm and oh, just walks away for sure. with it. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a body part thief. Yes, and he already wants it. <laughs> the so leg, the eyes, the arm. He's he's exactly. We're, so we're he's building well, he's building his Ultron. He, he's building his own. I wasn't <laughs> gonna say Ultron. I was gonna say power suit. That's true. It could be his own power. That would be fantastic. They led to that after all these years. All of the parts he's just collecting. <laughs> I mean, he is a trash panda. He is a trash panda. <laughs> but no, I just. I just, it's just such a good movie and it was the first movie that the Russo brothers wrote and directed mm-hmm. and they just kind of proved uh, they could helm a big superhero film because this is like their first big movie these and guys came from the show community it put their cards on the, they put their cards on the table they and did. I mean they took home the house they took home the house and now look at they're directing what's arguably going to be the highest grossing film of all time I'm gonna stake a claim right now. Avengers Endgame will be the, will beat Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time. Oh yeah, I'm. I'll jump on that train. Especially when you consider early estimates is that are that it will make a billion dollars alone on this weekend. That's on this weekend alone, it is incredibly good. Um, so no, they they definitely pick the right guys for the job for Winter Soldier, and it's just so good. So no, Winter Soldier is my number six. Okay. So, middle of our episode here, we like to take a look at our box office draft, which I have been getting more and more annoyed as we go with this (laughs) box office draft, because I was winning for a little while, (laughs) 
and then Nick ended up buying Captain Marvel, Captain which Marvel. has hit four hundred million dollars in the which, box office. Which I would like to thank you for your contribution. Jokes <laughs> on you! Tickets are cheap on Tuesdays. I spent five dollars. It's still five dollars. <laughs> that is still five dollars. I. Um, I did get to see Captain Marvel on the big screen with me and a dozen other people in the theater at one o'clock on a Tuesday. That is still pretty good. It was fantastic. It was quiet. It was um, everyone there, save for probably the old couple, were (laughs) they were were diehard fans and catching up. (laughs) I mean, not diehard fans because they waited up until week before they had to watch it. Um, But they were those the people that you know. If you're going to a movie at this time of day, I was honestly glad that it wasn't like the sensory friendly um showing that was in the other theater (laughs) oh yeah i saw that on the sign it's like crap and then i saw it was the (laughs) one it was like the 145 showing in the next theater or something where you know the lights are on the music or the volume is lower and people can talk it's like i mean that that's great for people that oh i love that that need it but Um, but, i don't want to see a movie like that right yeah i don't I don't need to. I don't need the distraction. Um, but you contributed to my total. I which, contributed what's my total, at, Cody. <laughs> I contributed to Nick's six hundred and forty million dollar pot of gold. Yeah. Um, I have another announcement to make on this. I finally have not one <laughs> but two movies that have broke one hundred million dollars. Did Dumbo do it? Dumbo did it. Dumbo's at one hundred and one. And Good Shazam deal. has finally gotten me a profit as well at 120. See, I'm I. That's good. It hit that, but God, that number needs to be higher. Shazam is so good. I think it's the the timing with Endgame. Well, it was a few weeks before Endgame, so I don't see why it's been doing so poorly. But I think everyone is on the Marvel train. Exactly. Not just that, but DC has just burned a lot of people over the years. I mean, Aquaman slowly brought people Aquaman back. Aquaman brought and people and back, I, and I think Shazam is going to bring more people yes. back. Once it comes out on, on DVD and Blu-ray, I think it, it, you'll turn people, people more. People will realize what they missed. And, yeah, yep. So um, so what's your total, Cody? So my total um, is a whopping $227 million because Penguins only made $3 million and Beach Bum has still only made $3 million. <laughs> I can't believe I spent thirty million on that. I know. Oh, you tricked me. So that leads us to this week's only wide release, and it's a wide release, all right. This week we're talking uh, Avengers Endgame's release, which, like I said earlier, is on track to make a billion dollars worldwide in its opening weekend. Now, granted, we only do domestic. Which I think they're tracking at around three hundred million for its opening weekend, which is incredible. And st- which is yeah, great. And it has as at time of recording, it has already begun internationally. Yeah. Um, a few yeah. time zones over. It's tomorrow, and they have um, the releases. So um, Nick and I may not be on Facebook, Twitter, or nope. Reddit over the next couple days. So you guys will not hear from me until uh, Friday night after until we leave. Friday night, the walking out of the movie theater. <laughs> Um, that's uh-huh. when we're going to spoil it for everybody. Exactly. No, so no. you don't want spoilers. No, it, don't listen next nope. week. No. Yeah. If you don't, yeah, I will tell you everyone right now, if you do not see Avengers Endgame by next week's episode, do not listen to the beginning of next week's episode. Skip to about a half hour and... Uh, more than likely, though, and honestly, we will probably do the beginning of our review spoiler-free, and then we'll we'll fully let everyone know when we're popping into spoiler territory. But yeah. 
back to Endgame. Cody, what did you bid? I almost wanted to make it a true daily double, Alex. <laughs> but I I kept myself safe because I don't I don't expect you to be a total jerk and just outbid what I have. So mm-hmm. I am putting two hundred million dollars towards Endgame. Okay, and I bid two fifty five. So I went well over what you actually had because I didn't want to, <laughs> like I said, I didn't want to be one. I didn't trust that you didn't tell me your actual number. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. When you told me your number, I was like, "Now is he telling the truth that he's gonna screw me?" So um, Nick gets ended for two hundred and fifty million. Yeah. And I also didn't want to uh, one dollar more than you, like Price is Right, because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be that much of, of a of an asshole this week. So yeah. I thought, you know what, I'll do two fifty five. Yeah, I'll do two fifty five uh, because it's it it'll at least it it will make that back this weekend. I'm sure it's you know made it's that in pre sales. It, it, I'm sure it has, and it's going to make far more than that over the coming weeks. So. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so with that, we're ending our box office draft for this quarter, starting a new one tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we'll go a couple more weeks to make it fair to make. Um, I to mean, see how high I can to go. see how high you can go because even right now, with your five hundred two hundred fifty five million, <laughs> still you're over still you. over me. I know that's why I kind of um, did that. So. <laughs> It's like, yeah, the Price is Right bidder, or not Price is Right, the Jeopardy bidders that, you know, bid a dollar more than, or a dollar less than what would make them even uh-huh. with the person betting all their money. It's, yeah. So, yeah. $255 million for Endgame to Nick. Alrighty. All right. So, with that, on to the second half of our show, um, starting with Nick's number five. My number five is a sequel to a movie I talked about a little bit ago. My number five is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's not on my list. Not on your list? That's all right. I know a lot of people that prefer the first one over the second one, but I, pound for pound, I like the second one more than the first one, um, which I really, really like the first one. Uh, the second one, to me, what puts it over the edge for me is it has a much better villain and a much better emotional story. I will say the villain uh, is a lot better in two. Yes. The fact that Peter finally, Peter Quill uh, finally gets to meet his father. And for a good chunk of that movie, it's everything he wants it to be. And they pull the rug out from under him. And you find out he is one of the most des- despicable villains in the Marvel universe that he has murdered thousands of potential probably more heirs. than any other. Yeah. Probably until Thanos. Thanos. Um, potential heirs because they just couldn't be as powerful as him. Is, and and he put the cancer in Peter Quill's mother's head. You know, like is is such a gut punch to the viewer because you want Kurt Russell to be good because you love Kurt Russell, uh, and it's just so good. It it is funnier than the first one, which is incredible. I know a lot of people don't like that they basically turned Drax into like a vaudeville comedian now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he does have I some really it. good punchlines for uh, I, it, what he he's thinks my are jokes. Part. Yeah, he's my favorite part of that movie. His interactions with Mantis uh, are fantastic. I love Batista in, in <laughs> they're it's so good. Totally blind it's totally so blind leading the blind. It, oh, absolutely. Um, and and not just that, but the good emotional story between Yandu and Peter. How Peter realizes Yandu is more of a father than him to anyone mm-hmm. else in his life, and how he's the real father he should have been with. And of course, they kill Yandu, which is a really good emotional scene at the end. It's got a great opening where they're fighting that big tentacled monster, um, and it all takes place in the background. 
yeah. while groups like while groups dancing. It's just it built on everything I loved in that first movie and and went bigger, funnier, and crazier and and with a good villain this time. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two so much. Yeah, and they introduce. Uh, uh, they they kind of set up the character Adam Warlock, which I'm excited for because I really like that character in the comics with which the post credit scene. That was the other uh, you, guy you with the arrow. You don't see him. He oh, is no. okay. he is when it, the post credit scene when it cuts back to those weird gold people, mm-hmm. the one that they steal the batteries from in the beginning, yeah. and she's got like this big like tomb thing in front of her that's like creating something. Like that's going to be Adam Warlock. He, oh, okay. He's he's a really big character. He's a big part of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline actually, but they hadn't done him yet. So, well, so I'm we curious might to see get, how they get do. him with Infinity or with uh Endgame because I mean we're we're past the Infinity Infinity Gauntlet portion of it for the most part, but it, I, it might come gonna, back. I don't think he's going to be an Infinity Gauntlet. I or in, in Endgame. I think they're not going to really introduce anyone else really big because they're just focused on these characters we've loved for ten years. You'll get Adam Warlock in Guardians Three. Okay. I bet. Okay. Um, but no, I just love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Like I said, I know a lot of people that don't because it's much funnier and there's a joke every second. You know, where the first movie had good jokes, but not every second. But I'm a big comedy fan. You know me. I'm. I'm big comedy person so if you can make me laugh as much as guardians of the galaxy volume 2 did you're on my list and and i love that movie so guardians of the galaxy volume 2 is my number five yeah and i, I just want to add i i love you know groot dies at the you know end of the <laughs> yeah. it essentially dies at the end of the first one and then becomes he baby plants groot, another one plants another one and <laughs> i i love the whole the whole bits with uh baby groot and then you know going into the underground with the bomb with him trying with rocket <laughs> trying to explain how to plant the how to set the bomb and he's yeah um and i love that everyone can understand groot yeah yeah um, that's fun it's it's, it's like it's the, it's the chewbacca it's the chewbacca that every yeah everyone knows exactly what he's saying the viewer has no idea and it's all up to interpretation but and what and what they respond yeah and what yeah. they respond but when they just respond with stuff like how dare you yeah like in uh i think it's an infinity war when he says something like i am cute because he's you know a, a teenager now like, and peter quill mouth. and all of them are yeah you watch your mouth you know group put that thing away now i don't want to tell you again group hey wow. you got some acorns on you kid <laughs> that's just so much fun and the fact that it's still vin diesel uh-huh all just, the way through just modulated uh, yeah but no fantastic movie and, and i i definitely enjoyed it again top 15 territory um, oh, yeah. easily uh but okay. yeah so on to my number five which as Your i mentioned earlier is spider-man homecoming it's a fantastic introduction to a character that has already been introduced dozens of times without giving us the same origin story yeah, that's a big plus for me is that we didn't have to sit through Uncle Ben getting shot again. There yeah. he did it once really well with the Tobey Maguire one. You don't need to do it again. Right. And I'm then, looking at you, Martin Sheen. And then they just introduce um they introduce him in Civil War as, you know, Stark has heard of this kid from Queens that yeah. uh, has this ability and he goes out, recruits him and you know kind of a great way to introduce him. And and it yeah, because really I mean, the Avengers didn't know Spider Man and He's just, but we all do. But we all do. And again, we've already had the origin stories dozens of ways. Um, and yeah, it's a great, um, inter- it's a great bring into character that we know and love. It's a shame how he's treated through most of the movie as a child. Um, mm-hmm. What with the training wheels protocol on the suit and the um, happy ignoring <laughs> him as much as he can. 
Yeah. Um, I do I do love Happy Hogan as a character, and I'm glad we got a lot of him in this movie, in a movie that wasn't an Iron Man movie. Yeah, and it looks like we're getting quite a bit more of him in uh, Far From Home, Far which from is home. nice. But, right. but sadly, I think he was dusted in Infinity War. Yeah. So and <laughs> Along with Peter Parker. Along with Peter Parker. Um, so, again, it, interesting to see how they're going to do that. Uh, curious to see how they're going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. um, they can't all lose, but, I mean, they might. Yeah, you never know. Um, again, and fantastic villain. Oh, absolutely. In Beetlejuice. Uh, <laughs> don't say it anymore, Cody. You don't want uh, that guy running around in here causing shenanigans. Um, Michael Keaton as a villain again, um, playing his third flying character, which is hilarious which, in itself. Um, again, a villain that like I don't know too much. Like I don't know a lot of the rogues galleries or the villains galleries in these heroes. So um, I had never really heard of Vulture before, the mm-hmm. or Shocker or. Um, in because i you know here and there i may have seen him on the tv show but i wasn't like a diehard watch every episode of the amazing spider-man tv show but um no it was definitely and you know bringing peter parker back again as younger and actually high school age and not the correct age um and aunt may is a little younger than i expected but Um, it fits in his age, at and least. his age, and Marissa Tomei is a fantastic actress. Um, loved her since my cousin Vinny. Yes, uh, as it's, I mentioned last week, I think it's um, it's just so well done. And like you said with Michael Keaton, he's another villain that you understand what he's doing. He mm-hmm. he's screwed over by this by Tony Stark's company. You know, he he's loses not even out trying all to kill this, people. No, he loses out all his money. His goal, yeah, is not to kill. It's not to take over the world. It's, I'm going to just sell these weapons I've created out of the Chitari tech and provide for my family. And exactly. the only reason he butts up against Spider-Man is because, yes, that's illegal. Spider-Man's trying to stop him. But his goal is not, you know, Ultron, I'm going to just destroy humanity or I'm going to snap my fingers and destroy half of the universe. You know, I, I like that. It's a nice real world. Um, like we said a couple weeks ago, the reveal when he opens the door at Peter's girlfriend's uh, or prom date's house and her father is, is Adrian Toomes is one of the best like reveals in a movie. That I didn't see coming till about a split second before he opened the door, and I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> you know, um, it's so just good. Yeah, that it, and the whole scene in the well car on the way to prom, his transition to realizing who yes. he is, and the masterclass in acting by Michael Keaton. But then his, you know, as we mentioned before, his at the very end during the end credits scene, that yeah. he's not outing who Spider or not outing who Spider Man is. No, because he realized yes, what he was doing was wrong. He just got caught. Yeah, exactly. You know and and spider-man didn't have to save his life yeah and it's so good and my i think i mentioned this a few weeks ago my only negative to it is i don't like the iron man spider-man suit basically right i don't like that his suit has the tech in it that iron man suit does that talks to him and has all these programs i don't like that i it doesn't need that just give him a normal spider-man suit but that spider-man suit was just spandex and web shooters Exactly. Which well, I never, the only tech he had was the web shooter. I never I like. realized before, like these movies, and before, I mean, even I think the the Tobey Maguire did it the way I thought it was, in that the spider webs yeah. actually came out of his wrists. I never well, that that was a um yeah that was a big point of contention when that one came out was that Sam Raimi was doing the biological spider shooters or the web shooters. Yeah, I oh. had never known. I I never yeah. knew the difference. I never knew there was a difference. I thought yeah. I do remember vaguely him needing like to get refills in the cartoon. Refills. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, it's 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 web shooters in 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 the in the comics and everything. So when they finally did that for that god awful amazing Spider Man, that was at least one thing they did. One correct. redeeming quality. 
But yeah. I mean, no, it didn't didn't hurt my perception of it because we we're with the, the Raimi ones because I never knew that wasn't no. how it was supposed to be. Yeah, and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and and Raimi's. And I I still will say as much as I love Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, Raimi's Spider-Man Two is my favorite Spider-Man film still. Um, but no, I I just. I really like everything they did with Homecoming. I can't wait for Far From Home. I want to see Jake Gyllenhaal be Mysterio. <laughs> um, but no, I, it's cool you have it in five because it's just it's a fun movie. And I, I can't wait to see what they do coming up and, and hopefully he pops up at the end of Endgame when they bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my number five. So on uh, my number four. Your number four. My number four is the introduction to the MCU. The first movie in the entire universe. My uh, number four is Iron. Yeah, my number four is Iron Man. Let's punt that. Okay. Yeah, let's punt it. Just because we're in the bottom five now. We're close. Okay. All right. So my number four is the first Avengers film. Not the first Avenger, but Avengers. <laughs> uh, not on your list. Not the first one. Really? Okay. Okay. Um, I love the first Avengers movie. It it was the first one. It was the first one we were all waiting for. You know what I mean? Um, like the way we were waiting for Endgame now is the way we were all waiting for Avengers back in 2012, because it was the first one they were doing where everyone was together. We were fi- the gang's all here. Finally, going to get to see Iron Man. The gang's all here. We're finally going to get to see them standing back to back fighting the bad guy. And that was incredibly important and fun. And the fact they got Joss Whedon to write and direct it was an even bigger accomplishment by the MCU. Because I've loved Joss Whedon for years. Like we said a few weeks ago, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Firefly. Like, he can do no wrong. And he didn't do any wrong. Uh, the first Avengers movie is, inc- is, is very good. It's the first one, I think, in the series that really went really funny, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think that that's Joss Whedon. He's, he's got a good sense of humor. <laughs> Puny God. Um, it's the first one we got the new Hulk, which was Mark Ruffalo, which is incredible. When he hulks out at the end and he starts smashing up the Chitari, that is a cheering moment. I remember my audience did cheer, and it's just it's so well done. I mean, being it, it was it was an incredible feat by Marvel because up, it was like I said, just comparing it to Endgame. It's funny how. When Avengers came out, like I said, everyone was excited for it because everyone's like, how are they going to pull this off? How are they going to pull off a movie with six heroes in it? Okay, well, Infinity War had like 50. <laughs> how, are so just, a, <laughs> exactly. how are we so going to afford a movie? Exactly. So it's just funny that in 2012, our big thing was, I don't know how they're going to do a movie with like six or seven of these heroes and they all get enough screen time. And they did, you know. He balanced it really well. Each each hero got their own big moment, you know, to really shine. And Loki got to become the character that he should be in this universe, which is the villain the and villain, a bigger character. To- yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it was the first introduction of Thanos, our big, big overarching villain of this entire ten years. At the, you know, he's he's the one that is he Loki is working for. It's his Chitari army. Um, the Battle of New York is a lot of fun. It's just awesome. Everything it, about it. They it, kill. It Coulson. spawned one of the favorite villains of our couple weeks yes. ago. Absolutely. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Thanos and Loki. Well, and um, the 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 fight for uh, the fight in New York triggered, you know, Vulture. That's true. That's what I was going Vulture. for. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's it, it was it was it was a big catalyst. that spawned a lot of stuff. Like I said, they mentioned the Battle of New York and the Marvel uh, shows on Netflix. Like it's just 
It was so well done, and I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I had high hopes, and they exceeded them. And I just don't think we'd be where we are today if that first Avengers film failed. You know? Um, so I don't really know much more other how much more I need to say about the first Avengers film, but it's my number four. Yeah, and again, it's yeah bringing the gang all together, bringing everyone in that at the time was an Avenger. Now we've got, what, half a dozen more Avengers since then. Um, more than that. Just looking at the, um, just looking at the, uh, the poster for Endgame, we got you know, fourteen names across the top. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the first one was that like seven? Seven, I think. You know, I mean, and you can't, and, and one of them's Sam Jackson, and he's not an Avenger. Right. You know, and Tom Hiddleston, he's not an Avenger. You know, so it's just, it's just an incredible thing they did with that movie, and it, it worked very well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a fantastic introduction to the everything. And yes. Now going into the fourth Avengers movie this week, it's, you know, it's really what this whole universe was going for. Yes, and unfortunately, the big MacGuffin is the Tesseract again, which I, I'm sick of. <laughs> uh, you know, but... and I saw it coming during Captain Marvel, because you mentioned <laughs> Cause it. Because I told you. Because you told me. And, <laughs> In you know, a I still theory. groaned out loud when, I was, when, I, when they said it. Like, she called it the Tesseract. <sighs> Oh, okay. God. It's like, oh, again. I remember looking over at one of our friends, Dylan, went with me to see Captain America. I remember looking over at him and mouthing the words, really? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, can we move on and find something else to be the MacGuffin of the Marvel Universe or in the Tesseract? I mean, second? it sounds like the Tesseract is really the source of Ugh. Captain Marvel's powers. Or, you know. I don't care. Carol, they never call it Captain <laughs> Marvel in the actual movie, which kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Um, just him missaying Marvel. I, I saw Captain Marvel a few weeks ago when I saw Shazam. <laughs> Did you know that? The original Shazam was called Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. When he, and the, 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 it was always the Shazam comics, but his character name was Captain Marvel. Oh, well, you probably can't do while, that. It, well, technically, Marvel didn't like strong arm him into giving the name to him. They just decided to drop using it because Marvel came out and became big, and they thought people were going to confuse it with, oh, that must be a Marvel title. So that's why they stopped using it and just went with Shazam. Okay. I didn't so it know wasn't that. Necess- yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like Marvel saying, we want to use this now. We're going to sue you for it. Because, I mean, Marvel has a precedent for doing that. They tried to copyright the word superhero years ago, and that didn't really pan out. <laughs> um, but, no, it was just a matter of they thought people would get confused because, you know, Captain Marvel and Marvel Comics. Yeah. So good on them getting out of that early. Yeah, it was, it was a smart choice. It was a smart choice. But... Yeah, right. so Avengers, my number four. Alrighty, I have nothing to add, so on to your number three, Nick. My number three is a pun from earlier. My number three is Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, my number six. This movie, it would, it, 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 it would never be my number one, but it could easily be my number two. But I have one that I just edged it out to put it there. This movie is everything I want in a superhero film. It is fun. It is, has really good action. It has a good villain. It has, it is the to me it is the funniest Marvel film ever made, and Even Guardians more is than pretty Guardians. Funny. <laughs> yes, and Guardians is really funny, but pound for pound for what I laughed at in this movie or over these movies, it's Thor Ragnarok, and that's mostly because of Taika Waititi, the guy who wrote and directed. He's a big New Zealand film maker. I've loved him for years. He did What We Do in the Shadows, a very funny vampire comedy. He also um, played but, one of the characters in the movie, right? He was the big rock. He was, he was, he was Korg. He yeah. was Korg, which 
which slowly throughout the movie became my favorite part of that movie. When the, my, I just, I've always said one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is the very end when he's like, oh, no, him? No, he's dead. Yeah, he died during the attack. I just didn't have the heart to leave him. Oh, wait, what? Oh, no, I guess he's still alive. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. And, and, and that was one of my big questions leaving Endgame was, because, you know, in the beginning, or uh, leaving Infinity War, because the very beginning of Infinity War is the ship Thanos is on going after Thor is the ship they leave in in the end of Ragnarok. Right. So where's Valkyrie? Did Korg make it? He better have made it, Cody. Um, but it's just so good. Oh, um, it makes hey, you think that he that Thor was the only survivor there, and the when they cra- when yeah. the Guardians crashed into him, literally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. It, it finally was smart and did what it needed to do, which was let Chris have Hem- Chris Hemsworth do what he's good at, which mm-hmm. is full on comedy, and he's awesome in it. They get the Hulk. I think it's the best version of the Hulk we've ever gotten. He finally talks, which he does in the comics. You know, granted, it's a little like broken English here, which right. isn't in the comics, but and, it, he's talking at least. And looking at it, it I guess uh, YTD had some problems with getting the permission to let him talk really? because, um, because with the rest of the the movies, he doesn't, and they didn't want to like go from no talking Hulk to talking Hulk, and then. So they did are we the gonna go? English? Are we gonna go back to no talking Hulk? And yeah. yeah, so they 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 um gave him the the talking the speaking level of a toddler is how they explained yeah, it, which is good. And I mean, you, you see him talking about in Infinity it, War. He says no. Yeah, and it, but if you think about it too, looking at it, he's been the Hulk for two years, so he has learned as the Hulk about what a toddler would. I mean, it's true. It, a two-year-old since he since um, he disappeared at the end of Ultron. Yeah, so the two-year-old speaking intellect, and then yeah. um. Maybe they'll explain it that since Banner's back in control, um, he's learning Hulk a little regressed more. Or, or learning oh, a little more. I don't want him to. I think now that we've gotten talking Hulk, give me talking Hulk. Yeah, but it's just a matter of is that what they had planned when yeah. they made it? I hope it? so. And I got to say, Jeff Goldblum's character. He's so good. The, the Grandmaster is. He's so good. So the. He's he, very fun, and like at the very end, I, I like you all. You, you all should be thanking me because you can't have an uprising without he's somebody to such, rise up against. He's so terrible, so self-centered. He's such, he's such a good character that did you notice at the very end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Did you watch through the actual? Did you watch the actual credits? The twelve so end scenes, yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two came out, I think, what early that year, early two thousand sixteen, I believe. And Ragnarok was late 2006. No, 2017. Right? Yeah, we're 2019. 2017. Yeah. And during the end credits of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. May and November. When, when they're all dancing, you know? It's all the characters dancing as they're scrolling up. You'll see in one, you know, uh-huh. Peter Quill dancing. Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster is one of the people that's dancing in one of the circles. I did not realize that. Because they that. were filming them at the same time. And they thought it would be hilarious. Let's throw Jeff Goldblum in there. So if you watch those credits, he's one of... If there's no explanation, I knew it because I knew he was playing Grandmaster. But I remember one of my friends leaving over me and went and saw it and was like, was that Jeff Goldblum? That was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it's just a fun okay. little Easter egg, you know. But they I were think I do remember up. seeing that, but not yeah. thinking anything of it. <laughs> exactly, because you wouldn't think anything of it unless you're really like being like, is that, who is that, you know? Um, but no, he's great. His introduction is great where he's basically putting uh, Thor through the uh, tunnel ride and uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Um, the Kate Blanchett is awesome as Hela. 
She it's just the fact they got Kate Blanchett to play a villain in a Marvel film, and you can mm-hmm. tell she's having a ball playing that part. I love when she's going through the trophy room and she knocks over the Infinity Gauntlet. That's a fake. Yeah, that's a fake. You know, like that's great. That's a. I um, thought it'd be bigger. Exactly. <laughs> on the horns. Uh, yeah, and I I love the stadium fight, the arena fight. One of my favorite moments is when Hulk is whipping Thor back and forth, and Loki stands up. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, that's what it feels like, or whatever you know. Or now you know what it feels like. It's just such a good callback, and it just I love everything about it. It's it's it truly it skyrocketed to my like I said. I, I try to do this list based off of what I've watched the most and what I would go back to the most. Mm-hmm. And Thor Ragnarok is one I've went back to a lot. There's not a bad part in that movie. And I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I think the rewatchability is definitely there. And I mean, there may have been things that I missed because I know all these mov- movies shadow reference a lot of other stuff and I'm sure yeah. there'll be stuff that, you know, we still find in 10 years that we didn't notice. Um, but then like trying to think of, like who are these people who are mm-hmm. uh, like i'm watching these it's like and uh, like watching captain marvel i know you know captain marvel's the first one but i'm thinking there okay who's that going to be in 10 years who's that going to be in 10 years who's yeah. that going to be who or who was that the introduction to like of course colson is the obvious one uh mm-hmm. fury's the other obvious one but then it's like i i don't know like who's the little the scroll's daughter yeah, exactly. Like who's what, that? What's she going to become? Who's who's she when they say never change your eyes? It's like, mm-hmm. is that something I shouldn't know? Because <laughs> <laughs> they always set so much up. They set it I up just, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, and and I'm happy to see it made your list once you watched it. Oh, yeah. It, um, Were you laughing as much as I probably was? Oh, I was laughing almost constantly. It, it was so a good. funny and, movie. And um, yeah, what better villain than the goddess of death? I know it's so good, and and I will one last thing I want I want to bring up one last moment that I love in this movie before we move on the moment in the beginning when the dragon's head gets cut off by the Bifrost. Oh yeah, and it it, it teleports into the room and its head slowly uh, like flows across the floor to the girls, and then the tongue and falls it's, out. It's its tongue falls out and its eyes slowly roll back into its head. I don't know why, but it's just a sight gag. It's such gag an unnecessary is, gag, too. It is, but it's, it just set the tone for that movie but, perfectly. Yeah, I just, I love it. The fact I love that he's, you know, I love, he's supposed to be bringing Thor back. He's supposed to be giving him the, the quick transport <laughs> home, and he's, you know, flirting with the girls, trying to impress them, and then, he, oh, wait, you're going to love this. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Carl Urban is, in that part is fantastic, and I love that he gets a redemption at he, the end. I, I love his so redemption, good. yeah. Yeah, Carl Urban is good and everything. He's awesome as Bones in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just Thor Ragnarok is awesome. I can't wait. To, I hope Taika Waititi does the, the the fourth Thor. If we get a fourth Thor, who knows? One. Chris Hemsworth could die in Endgame. We don't know. Right. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, so yeah, Thor Ragnarok is my number three. Uh, Cody, my what's number, number six. Three? So my number three, um, I don't think it's going to be on Nick's list. <laughs> um, my number three is Doctor Strange. It's not on my it's list. I thought about it, but then I thought about something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed um, the story in Doctor Strange. Now, he's it. this movie is fairly separated from the rest of the Avengers in that he... It really is. He doesn't have anything to do with any of it until... Actually, at all in the movie. Um, it's one of the later ones that doesn't have throws to other characters or other characters coming in and explaining how things are. So he, he gets... Um, and it, his, his story of 
the the flip from the his um his needs to his wants his mm-hmm. to from you know just wanting to do it solely for himself to at the end he's sacrificing himself in the time loop to you know stop the world from ending or stop uh Dormammu from destroying everything so it's it's def- he definitely had a good redemption and you know avoid or the transformation to selfless but you know he's still the cocky i'm better than you smarter than everyone yeah Um, which they play up with a lot of fun in infinity war when mm -hmm. he i think i talked about this last week where he shoots away the dust or whatever when the ship's coming down to new york and he looks over at tony stark and just does kind of this little wink at him like yeah i did that you know what i mean like i think that and i love that because tony stark and iron man are or uh, tony stark and uh dr strange are a lot of like you know yeah and I loved his part, what little bit there was in Ragnarok. Um, That's I right. He is in Ragnarok. I didn't realize. I mean, one of the powers that you don't see is, you know, being able to teleport him yeah. and people like that. Because you see him do the portals, but you don't just see him teleport like he was in Ragnarok. So that was a little confusing to me. But his interaction, cool, um, I love, you know, when he you see the the flame circle going around Loki and you know what's happening. Because you, you know good. Doctor Strange. And he just falls. And then one at, finally when they get to the end of the whole um, conversation, he's like, can I have Loki? He's helping me. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he just opens the hole. And he's like, <laughs> he I've been back. falling for <laughs> a half hour. Not just that, but another great. I know we're off Ragnarok already, already, but the part where Thor calls his, uh, his, his hammer back and you hear everything I'm... just smashing as it's Sorry. coming through Doctor Strange's house. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's um, so good. But no, and so yeah, the introduction of the Doctor Strange character and that he has fully embraced it by Ragnarok and then he's, you know, a little reluctant to help in uh Infinity War, but he does still help. But yeah. uh fantastic interact introduction to a character that honestly I was probably confusing the characters, but I thought Doctor Strange was a bad guy for the longest time. <laughs> but I was probably thinking of Doctor Doom. More than likely. Um, but it was a fun movie, great acting. Um, it doesn't have the best villain. The, yeah, the villain was a little but, uh, left a bit to be deter or to be desired. Um, Dormammu yeah. was, I mean, you know, just there in the end with the the, end. Um, I, I, the running I, the show, but the the yeah. what's I don't remember the guy's name Cas- even. That's Casalius. Casalius. Yeah. I I like Mads Mikkelsen enough though that I still enjoy that character. The guy that plays him. Okay. I've liked him for a long time in the show Hannibal and a lot of stuff. So I still enjoyed his part, regardless of the fact that he's not the strongest villain. But everything else in that movie is so much fun anyway. And that was the one I talked about a few weeks ago that when I first saw it, I was lukewarm on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I've watched it since, I've enjoyed it more and more and really enjoy Doctor Strange a lot. It's but, just, it's it's a fun movie. But yeah, one of the other things that I, I did mention it a little bit ago, it's that it's an introduction to an Avengers movie that is not half of the Avengers included. Like you look at winter soldier, you look at um, the later iron man's half of them are there by there by then. And they're there. Dr. Strange is his movie and nobody else steals the shadow or steals the show. You you don't get Thor till the end credit scene, which is just the scene from Thor Ragnarok. Right. So, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's definitely, uh, that's puts it up there in my book. Oh, absolutely. It's a good movie. I said it's just shy of my list, but I, like I said, it's it's grown on me, and I like Banana Dick Cabbage Patch a lot as Doctor Strange. Um, and I'll be curious to see. I mean, he's the character that gave us the title of the new Avengers film, right? You know, this he's the one the that says game. Infinity War. This is the End Game now. Yeah, so 
Hey, I saw I saw a fun meme online the other day that says Doctor Strange has seen the end of Endgame f- over four million times and, and he didn't spoil it. it. Be like Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a side thought, but no, I like Doctor Strange, and I'm happy to see it that low on your list because it was a newer watch for you. Yeah, and I yeah definitely enjoyed it. Cool um, and great casting because he plays that character type well. Looking at Sherlock, looking at oh absolutely uh, yeah he's mostly looking at Sherlock, but that's that's the character that. Yeah, his and he's expressions. Good at it. His I like I like him being in the Marvel universe because I've liked Benedict Cabbage Patch a long time, so it's fun seeing him get to play around in this world as one of their bigger characters. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, we're talking about Benedict Cumberbatch. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Anything else on uh, Mister Strange? Uh, it's Doctor. And he didn't go to six years of medical school. <laughs> anyway, um, and I love that he's he has he he's another one of those that doesn't have a superhero name. It's just his name, Doctor Stephen Strange. That's just the <laughs> which, dude's name. <laughs> which that joke in Infinity War when Peter Parker introduces himself, he goes, "Hi, I'm Peter Parker, Doctor Strange." Oh, we're using our superhero names. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fun. Um, but yeah, that's it, Doctor Strange. My number three. So all right, on to my number two. Which Nick's gonna punt? We don't got much left to punt. No. Um, so my number two movie is Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, we'll punt it. Okay. So on to Nick's number two, which was a punt from now earlier. Starting, now I'm starting to put together what your number one is. <laughs> and I can't decide if I'm happy about it, Cody. <laughs> if you've been anyway. paying attention the last couple of weeks, you know what my number one is. I know. It's incredible to me. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we'll do my number two right now, which which was a punt from Cody's number four. My number two was Iron Man, the first one with Robert Downey Jr. The introduction Downey to Jr. the introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is our Absolutely. first look at what is going to happen and the world building that they were going to do with that end credit scene of Sam Jackson saying, "I just wanted to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative." Um, the Protectors Initiative. So good, yeah. Ugh. Um, it is, it is so good and it's still infinitely watchable. I watch it at least once a year and it's, it still holds up. <clears throat> um, there's not really much to say because we've kind of talked. We've talked ad nauseum on this one because we talked about Obadiah Stane and Tony Stark a lot the past couple of weeks. So if you want to hear a really in depth, go listen to the past two episodes. We'll just do kind of a quick general on this one right now. But like Cody said, Iron Man is the first movie in the Marvel cinematic universe. If this one didn't work, we wouldn't have the movies we have today. And it, they knocked it out of the park. They, for one, they cast Robert Downey Jr., which was a stroke of genius, as Tony Stark. Um, and it's just fun. They 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 showed kind of the blueprint these movies were going to have. You know, a, a fun, action-filled movie that had good characters, not just you know action, action, action. No, you got good characters. You got a good villain. It's one of the few ones that actually has a good villain with Obadiah Stane. And it's just really good. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, you know, the the big start of RDJ's uh, comeback, Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback, to where he hadn't done anything really big for a while because of his um, the issues that he had. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, we come back to this, and then he gets, you know, other bigger roles, soloist. Uh, he was um, in The Sherlock Judge, Holmes? Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes was a big one. Oh, it, it jump-started his career again. Yeah, it... Um, because, I mean, he was in small stuff all the way through. But his first, you know, 
big shot back was, you know, Iron Man. And the studio did not want him. They didn't want to insure him. And Favreau had to fight for Robert Downey Jr. Which, good on him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, Which is why I love they've kept Favreau allow- around for all these movies, you know, as Happy, yeah. and he produces the Avengers movies and stuff. Because he is, uh, just like Kevin Feige, the, you know, who's the guy who runs the MCU, John Favreau was just as instrumental in keeping this series going as they are. And yeah. I love that they keep him around, which is cool. He's got he's got the buying power. He's got he's got a big voice. Yeah. He's, he does. And he big doesn't guy. take no for an answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's set up a fantastic um like even just the three Iron Man movies by themselves were fantastic. Even if you look at it outside of the Avengers, it introduced Yeah. And, um Yeah. So. Pepper Potts is terrible, but that's more because <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is really, really awful. Right. It, um, it, as, as, as a person and as, as Pepper Potts, but it's just good. Everything's good. I just realized all Robert Downey Jr. has done since The Judge in 2014 <laughs> has Avengers been movies. Avengers movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's not really too much to say that we haven't really talked ad nauseum about the past few weeks. It's just, it's a good start that set off the series and it's, it's infinitely watchable, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Nick's number two, my number four, Iron Man. Um, I know now Nick's going to want to talk a lot more about his number one. So we'll skip was, to my number gonna, one. I was just going to say, Cody, give us your number. As one. we've done the past couple weeks, I think we've skipped this one over. Um, so my number one, for those who've been playing at home, be keeping track. You already know my number one is Avengers age of Ultron. It was my number one, villain my number two hero um and my number one hero is in there too kind of um yeah nick nick wants to argue this one i can tell i i I, i'm not gonna (laughs) argue it because i really do like age of ultron a lot it's not on my list um i but i really it's not a bad movie i think age of ultron gets a lot of a lot of crap and it shouldn't because it's a good movie it has a lot of problems but it's a good movie right I just questioned putting it over Infinity War. (laughs) But that's the fun of the personal list. So, Cody, tell us why it's over Infinity War. I had strings, but now I'm free. Um, Mostly because I like the characters more. Um, Ultron was the AI gone wrong. Vision was the AI gone good. Um, (laughs) And it's all basically on... Oops, I did this all behind your back, guys. By the way, we have a new supervillain um, that, you know, Stark and Banner were, you know, just experimenting. And they accidentally, you know, created this wanting to end the world uh, robot. And, you know, we got introductions to yet another Marvel Quicksilver. I know we've gotten them in um, the X-Men series, which I was surprised that they were able to do Quicksilver as they did with it going still going on kind of in the um x-men universe because that was right around the same time as i will argue though days of future past did him better i i I will i'll agree with that yeah in the x-men movies is is better than the quicksilver in age of ultron but that mostly comes down to the fact that aaron johnson's a terrible actor yeah and i think they gave they had a lot more room for quicksilver in the x-men movies or in uh, days of future past because um it wasn't like the superhero uh 
the, just the massive amount of heroes to where he he could do his thing and um yeah so he's an he's more of an x-men than an avenger and yeah i mean he dies so he's not an avenger anymore <laughs> which is good um so and then of course yeah scarlet witch and you know the gang's all here and because it's another um yeah everyone's here and the vision comes in and he, he it, I know Nick disagreed with him being the end all be all to Age of Ultron, um, but that was the 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 yin to the yang Ultron to Jarvis because in or Vision, um, mm-hmm. and great acting with Paul Bettany because up until now he's just been a voice and he's it's been fantastic just him as a voice his tonation his um, as Jarvis his sarcasm it all carries and it's just his voice and then finally to be. Um, personified or humanized or however you want to call it um, well like Paul i said Bettany last week able to yeah it was just good on marvel to let him play the part they, they were lucked out they got a really good actor to play jarvis that they could mm-hmm. then just say okay well you just do do vision as well because yeah, they could have easily have just been someone else he's the only one that's been here as long as <clears throat> tony stark Iron from Man that first movie. series yeah, yeah exactly he was yeah he's been around almost as long as yeah he, he has been around as long as everyone else who was like from iron man which yeah. is crazy so um no, it's a good yeah. movie. Like I said, I, I don't hate Age of Ultron. I like it a lot, actually. If it's on, I'm going to watch it. I, I really do like it. It probably would be in my top 15. It's just mm-hmm. placement is what's getting me here. Um, <laughs> but, again, that's the fun of the list being our opinion. And if- I, I really like James Spader as Ultron. He's awesome. You can really tell the emotion captured him because you see I see moves. Spader a lot in his mannerisms. Um, my problem come, problems I have with it, though, are... I feel, and it's actually a problem Joss Whedon had, and it's a reason why he doesn't really have good things to say about Marvel around this time, or did, and he still kind of doesn't, is the fact that a lot of this movie is an advertisement for future movies. Yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with Infinity Stones. A lot of it, you know, they go off, there's the whole scene of Thor going to, like, that bathhouse and seeing a vision that has no purpose. Like, there's just a lot of stuff in there you can tell they made him throw in them going to get the... It's kind of setting up Wakanda and Black Panther with uh, Ulysses Claw, which is fun. But there just seemed like a lot of hands in the pot in this one. I feel like that takes it down some. But it still was a fun movie. The, the Ultron's awesome. They you know they nail him. The whole opening, like 10 minutes, where they're storming Baron Von Strucker's castle to, is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really funny. Yeah, it's it's still got a lot of Joss Whedon's humor. So no, I really don't want people to think that I don't like Age of Ultron, because I really do. It's my least favorite Avengers film. <laughs> but that's not a bad thing you know it, it's it's not like like they're all really good i just would have to it's kind of like return of the jedi is my least favorite original trilogy it's really good but it's my third favorite you know right yeah um, no there's there's got to be in, in a race there has to be a winner and a loser exactly and ultron's a loser and <laughs> no, that's exactly what i was going for <laughs> no i know i know um, but no so i i i i figured when we just created our when we decided this week was gonna be this week and i was making my list this week i remember looking at mine going okay what's cody gonna have at number one <laughs> i smacked myself in the head and went it's age of ultron <laughs> um so it's not surprising no, i not. for one it's- welcome our robot overlords so if if you're list, if you're using this episode as research for humanity, Ultron, uh, don't kill me. You can have Nick. Don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me until after until Friday around midnight. <laughs> Let me see Endgame first, and then I'm good. Take me away. <laughs> so. um, 
But if anything you else hear on us, Ultron? No, because if you want to hear us talk more about Age of Ultron, um, we've argued about it the past. This is the third week we're arguing about it because it's been at the not arguing about it. It's been at the top of my list, and we've talked um, at length about the characters. Um, again, AI gone bad. Because I mean, his motivation was human. Humanity is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he's not wrong, but wrong method. Wrong. He would take one look at the U.S.'s politics today and wipe us all out. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but anything else going? That's all I got on Age of Ultron. So on to Nick's number one, which I gee, I wonder what it is. It's the best film in the Marvel universe. <laughs> the second best. <laughs> it's the best, Gary. Uh, it's Infinity War, of course. As Cody said, it's his number two. It's my number one. Uh, it's another instance of, like Cody said, if you'd listened to the last couple episodes, this shouldn't surprise anybody. That's my number one. Because to me, it is the best Marvel film. Um, it is everything I... Until Friday, possibly. It is everything I want out of a Marvel film. It did the impossible. It took 50-plus characters, put them all in one movie, and everybody got a moment to shine. Everybody gets a moment to have fun. It still is incredibly funny. It's incredibly dark. It gave us the best villain of the Marvel Universe. Second best. Thanos. <laughs> Who was your number one? Was Ultron? it Ultron? It was Ultron. Cody! That's gotta be Thanos! Um, <laughs> it gave us the best villain in the Marvel Universe with Thanos, who is, I've argued, the protagonist of this film. This is Thanos' movie. Um, it, That'll it agree did, with. It, it did what people have been asking for for years, which is give us a movie where the villain wins. And he does. And that is such a gut punch at the end of that film when the last shot of the movie is him just kind of smirking at the camera like, I won. I did it. And that's so good. And like but what we said, did it cost? Everything, Cody. It cost everything. <laughs> um, but as, again, like we said with Ultron and like we said with Iron Man, if you want to hear really in-depth, you go listen to the last couple episodes, when we, especially the villain one when we talked about Thanos. But he's just a villain that I can relate to because I understand where he's coming from. Like like a Killmonger, he's just going about it in a ridiculously murderous way. Uh, but it's just got so many set pieces. Uh, the, the whole final fight with Thanos where Captain America is trying to stop him, and it's all taking place while Scarlet Witch is trying to destroy the Infinity Stone and Vision's head. And now the comic book nerd in me knew, go ahead and destroy that thing. He's going to use the Time Stone and reverse it. It's not going to matter. But it still doesn't take away from how awesome that scene is when they're all just trying to fight him and they're just failing. And it takes me back to... Thanos' line to Thor in the very beginning of the film, which I love, which it's kind of captures the theme of the whole movie, which is, I know how it feels to... How does he word it? I know how it feels to believe what you're doing is right and try as hard as you can, but to fail all the same. I know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right. Yet to fail, nonetheless. I love that line because it is indicative of that entire film. It's exactly what it is. They try as hard as they can to beat this guy, but they just can't do it. He's too powerful, and he does get that snap off and, and destroy. Peter Quill and, is too much of a human, and Peter Quill Thor aims absolutely. at the wrong body parts. And exactly, and it's just it's so good. I, I will say I could do without some of the Thor stuff in this one. I love Thor. But I felt like him going after the axe went out a little too long. They could have cut that. But overall, it to me, it is the best Marvel film. Definitely was, was weird seeing Peter Dinklage play the tallest character in the movie. Well, he's a dwarf still, though, which I think is funny. Is they dwarf. call him a dwarf. Um, but it's just it encapsulated everything I've wanted out of a movie that is part one of this big finale. 
And it left me so excited for the second one, which at that point we didn't know what the title was. It was um, just part two at the time. And or, it was just, it was just, it was War, just Avengers two. 4. Well, originally when they first announced Infinity War, like four or five years ago, it was. It was Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. Then they decided to change that because they said Part 2 really isn't the war film anymore. So it was just Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a few months ago, that's when they announced, nope, it's Avengers Endgame. But I just, I can't wait for Endgame because of this movie. It's it's everything I've wanted, or I did want, and I, I absolutely loved it. Infinity War, Cody, is my number one. Alright, yeah, and I mean, I don't have a lot, I don't have anything bad to say about Infinity War. Um, it's a fantastic movie, and to echo what you said, to echo what we've been saying throughout, whenever we talk about an Avengers movie, the gang's all here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's neat to and see. And to pull off, like, 50 characters, and it'd be still really good. Yeah, even, like, it's like, even this, um, the small, like, Spider-Man getting his own moment in the sun. Doctor Strange, yeah. of course, getting a, a few moments. Um, of course, Iron Man and I mean, yeah, like you said, Thor got a little more than others. Um, the Guardians Which, splitting up to do their I don't own thing. Is... Thor necessarily got more than everybody. It was just I just thought his plot line. Well, because Mjolnir was destroyed in Ragnarok, so he did in need Rag- a weapon. That yeah, I mean, he felt that fine. he needed a weapon. Which you know, in Ragnarok, he realized there he's you know told again by uh, Odin that you're not the god of hammers. It's true. Um, and he's not the god of axes. He's the god of thunder to where... Um, exactly. But he still uses the axe to go for you know Thanos and doesn't kill him in the first shot. And, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just really good. It is, it is a really good movie. Um, real, it's, it real, is one of those that the movie starts at 100 and does not let up until the credits roll. Mm-hmm which I think is so good that you can have a movie that sustains that level of intensity and fun and in just everything for two plus hours, you know? And, and I, I will say I was laughing the other day. So many people have been complaining online. Oh, it's a, Avengers Endgame's over three hours long. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. As a fan of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> <laughs> I have sat Careful. through a yeah. lot. What's that? I, I just said, um, I, I don't know why I said careful, but as okay. as a fan of Lord of the Rings, yeah, it, no, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like we've sat through Titanic, we've sat through Return of the King. Like there's a lot of movies that are over three hours. That if it, it and apparently based on early reviews of Endgame, and if you go off how Infinity War was, if it's that engaging and that good from start to finish, you're not gonna. It's not gonna matter. Oh, I'm not buying a pop though. I I, you know me, I only drink water. I'm gonna stop drinking water. At, at like lunch. three o'clock, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, I I made and, it through Captain yeah. Marvel without having to get up, but that was only two hours. I um, I went for Captain Marvel about halfway through. I, I don't remember what part I missed, but I figured, you know what, it don't matter. You know, and just a little bit about Captain Marvel. I, I just yeah, saw I was that. gonna wait. Yeah, I was gonna wait till we were done because I didn't want to like ask you and have you say, yeah, it's on my list. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not but, on my well, list. Let's, well, let's finish off. Do you have anything else on uh, Infinity War? No, I don't. Um, definitely a fun movie. The. Uh, seeing everyone as big as they were um yes. was a real delight yep i can't it's just it's a very good film and it stands on its own which i think is good mm-hmm. in terms of you don't necessarily need endgame i mean you do but you don't it's not it's not like a lot of other two-parter films that where it's like it ends and it's like oh come on you know like it ended in a good spot yeah so it's two separate movies not a two-part yeah. movie yeah exactly 
All right, so that was our list of the top ten. But before we move on to our ending here, Cody, you saw Captain Marvel. It did not make your list, and it did not make mine. If you want to hear why it didn't make mine, probably, you can go back and listen to my review a couple few weeks ago when it came out. But, Cody, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, why it wasn't on your list. So I'll, I'll definitely say I enjoyed the second half of the movie a lot more than the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the, the change of motivation, um, or the, the motivation behind why everything was happening, um, it was a surprise to me. Um, I, I know some people may have seen it coming. Um, did you see it coming, Nick? Which the, part? The, the twist of who the we're going to spoil. The, we, we're spoiling stuff, yeah, everybody. Yeah, we're spoiling. Captain Marvels, but um, no, I did not. But I was very happy because up to that point, and I can't remember the bad guy's name. Jude Law. Ben, ben, uh, well, oh, is that the twist you're talking about? Yeah, the twist. Why you were talking about the that? Kree the scrolls become, are actually good. Yeah, the scrolls are good and the Kree are bad. Yeah. That, no, that, I didn't. And I was happy, like I said, that Ben Mendelsohn's Skrull guy was actually good because he was hilarious up to that point. But I kind of figured Jew Law was bad because of the way they were kind of showing him and the different things he was doing. And he always ends up kind of a bad guy and stuff. So Except for Sherlock it Holmes. It wasn't too surprising, but it still was like, oh, okay, so they are going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, again, the foreshadowing with all the stuff and, you know. I, I was kind of annoyed. It's like, okay, we know he's going to lose his eye. How's it going to happen? It's going to be this big, awesome thing. No. No, I was very <laughs> disappointed in that. Like, I was upset. Really? After what all that. takes his eye is a stupid, whatever the damn cat's yeah. name was. Flu- Flugar. Like, flu- a flu- something like that. Like, it was just so stupid. Um, and I did like Captain America a lot. Or Captain America. Captain Marvel. I just felt like... Your title character was the weakest character in the movie. Yeah, the whole thing with the cat, I didn't care for. I liked it. I um, liked the cat. I got one of the best reactions out of my audience the first time, whatever the arms or whatever come out of the cat's mouth to eat that guy like that, or the it's the tesseract first, I think. Um, I liked that. I do like that. I just didn't like that the cat's the reason this guy that we've loved and he's a real badass loses his eye. I just yeah. thought that was. Stupid. Um, awesome effects making Sam Jackson yeah. look young for the whole movie. Oh yeah, and he's he's um, really good. Making Allison Brie look strong for some of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I love what they do with Nick Fury in that movie. Yeah, no, I was sitting, I was at the bar uh, a couple nights ago, and I was listening to people talk about Captain Marvel, and they were just listing off actresses that they would have rather seen. Um, and like some of them weren't even actresses. I like, thought one, Brie Larson was fine. I thought Brie Larson was fine. One of them said it should have been a tougher person. It should have been Ronda Rousey. It should have been. It's like no, it no. should not have because she is a terrible actress. <laughs> I remember about two years ago, Kevin Smith come out and said he would he'd be fine or he'd like or he he'd be fine with Ronda Rousey playing Captain Marvel. And I, it was spurred by someone brought it up, and I remember instantly thinking, if they do that, I'm not seeing it. She <laughs> is. I like Ronda Rousey as a UFC fighter, and she's on wrestling now on WWE, which is good. She's fine on there. And actually, she's a voice in the new Mortal Kombat game. And oh, you geez. can tell it's her, because she's not good even doing voice, uh, voiceover stuff. But no, I she is a terrible yeah. actress. And so they no, were you naming needed, other fighters that they would have rather yeah. seen in it. Brie but... Larson is an Oscar-winning actress. Right. And, 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 and my problems weren't with that character was not her performance. Brie Larson is good. It's just the fact that she's the most boring character in the movie. And I get it's because she doesn't know who she is for half the movie. Yeah. and So she doesn't really have personality. But... That's the problem, you know. Right. And I'm sorry, guys at the bar, if I'm offending you by bringing up the conversation. I think I gave you the website. So if you're listening, sorry. Um, but <laughs> you're wrong. Ronda Rousey's <laughs> terrible. You need an actor, not a terrible UFC player. I mean, she's a WWE. That's an actress, right? 
That's true. <laughs> that's true. She just has to look mean, though. That's all she has to do. Right. So um, it sounds like you liked it, but you just agreed that it just had some faults that kind of knocked yeah, it back. It, it could have. It, it left some. And, like, I, I got chills when they changed the suit to the colors. I got chills yeah, cool. when... Uh, I got chills during the Marvel logo. I almost oh, started. God. I almost started. I teared up. I did legitimately tear, tear up, up during the yeah, I, I uh, Marvel intro. Yeah, I didn't tear up, but I definitely was like heart caught in my throat. Like, oh, it's cool. And I'm curious to see if they'll use it for Endgame. I bet you they do. I they, I think they will if it's his last cameo. It is his um, last. Yeah. So I think they'll, yeah. they'll milk it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. then well, that's, the, well, it's good you got to see Endgame or uh, Marvel. Everything. Captain Marvel before I've, Endgame, I've caught up so to. I've caught up, and I've seen all of the. Um, and, MCU and I movies. Will say there have been thoughts that she's going to be the one that takes Thanos out, and I don't want that. Not because I don't like Captain Marvel, but I feel like she's new to this universe. I don't want a character whose first movie with the Avengers is the movie this movie. I don't want her to be the one to take out the big villain. It's got to be one of the ones who have fought against him for the past ten years. Right, but you I know? mean, so I pray she's that there. doesn't happen. You know, she's there because yeah. of the end credit scene. Yeah, because um, everyone's like, oh, she's going to take him out because she's a big, powerful badass. Well, I know, she has like, the power of the Tesseract or whatever stone yeah. it is. What what stone yeah. was the Tesseract? No, I don't like the Tesseract. I know. It's the, the mighty <laughs> MacGuffin of the MCU. Um, I don't know. But. Yeah. yeah. I'll be curious to see how they use her. Because yeah. she is a little, she's kind of like the Superman of the Marvel Universe. She's really overpowered. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, you well. can see that she just just strips through the ships and they retreat. Yeah. So uh, Ronan, Ronan the Barbarian retreats because of seeing her. Ronan the Accuser. Ronan. Oh, sorry. Conan Arnett. the Accuser. Wait. <laughs> it would straight. be more fun if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I've come. I've come to space. It's going to be fun. Um, but no. So that's cool. You got to see it. So we do have a Facebook page. Get Ranked Movie Podcast. Pop on there. Uh, tell us some stuff you'd like to see us do. Give us some topics. If you have questions you want to ask, like we're going to get to this question in a second, feel free. Leave a question. We'll try to get to it. Also, if you could pop over on iTunes and leave us a review, that would great. be great. It would help our show grow, and it shows it to more people. Share it with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors. Go outside, poke your neighbor in the face, and say, listen to this podcast. We have fun doing it, and we want you guys to be a part of it and have fun, too. So real quick, we do have a question, and we can get through it real quick if you want, Cody. Our question comes from our fan, Autumn. She asks, what is one movie that you love even though the whole world seems to hate? She says hers is Waterworld. You know, hmm. I, I'll say on that one, I I could be wrong. <laughs> it could have changed. I think my dad's favorite movie is Waterworld. Really? I, it's one of those ones that, like, I'll, when I was growing up, I'd, like, go downstairs and he'd be watching Waterworld. It's on TV ah. and he's, he'll watch it. It's one of those yeah. movies that he'll turn on and watch. Um, so I, I, I don't see anything bad about Waterworld. I knew my answer to this the minute I read it. So there's one movie I love. And I'm not going to necessarily say love, but I enjoy it. That I know everyone I talk to just berates it, and I always watch movie review shows where anytime it's brought up, it's berated. All right, I'm going to admit it. I like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> I do. I, I don't find any... I mean, I do find faults with it. Shia LaBeouf swinging through the woods uh, with the monkeys is terrible. Um, Kate Blanchett's villain, she's usually really good. We talked about her tonight. It was not the greatest. She kind of works through those Ws pretty bad. Um, but I don't find the issue with the aliens that everyone else seems to have. That, that seems to be know. the running issue with that and movie. I is... And I don't get that. We had three movies with crazy stuff happening. A guy's face burns off by an Ark of the Covenant in the first movie. A guy gets his heart ripped out in Temple of Doom, and he still lives to burn up in the lava. The third movie, the guy ages to death real fast. Like I don't. I mean, yeah, that was all kind of biblical and cult-related, 
and aliens is you know obviously much more paranormal it's but straying from the norm but it's still that supernatural yeah, bit that that the yeah. series is known for and i didn't find anything wrong with it i mean yeah there are like i said some sequences that are really over the top but i really enjoy kingdom of the crystal skull and if it's on i'm gonna watch it so that would be mine what do you have cody do you have one that comes to mind um i do and i'm, I'm sad that you didn't warn me about this question but I, i'm glad that i, I caught it and saw it on the page <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm not completely unprepared. So, you know, one okay. of the movies that I'll always watch if it's on, I don't, I, I won't say it's like the best movie mm-hmm. ever, um, but I know it's the critical reviews and even like the cinema score and viewer reviews have always been awful for this movie, but I genuinely enjoy the core. I've never seen the core. You've never seen the core. It's, no. it's so ridiculous. And I think that's what people's problem with it is, is okay. that it's, it's so campy and bad that's what makes it fun for me i mean there are the 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 plot of it is that they have to the the core of the earth is stopping spinning and they have to go underground go dive into the core of the earth light off nukes and start it back up and it's it's such a ridiculous premise and no i I think it has like a in the 20s on rotten tomatoes okay Um, it's i'll have to check it out it's critically an awful movie but i love it okay anything else you want to say before we cap off this week cody um no, I think I just might might as well get into the usual stuff. Have at it. So our podcast would not be possible without DigitalOcean. Um, all of our files, all of our website is hosted on DigitalOcean servers and spaces and object storage. Um, you can get a $100 account credit over 60 days if you click on the link on our website, getrankedmoviepodcast.com. There at the top, you'll see that DigitalOcean link. Um, click that for the credit. You can get servers spaces kubernetes uh databases storage a um, bunch of different tools go ahead try it out every time you use that uh link to sign up helps us out directly um dynadot.com would be um where we get our domain get rankmoviepodcast.com get your .com .net .org um click the digital or the dynadot link at the top there to see more information and get a small account credit on there as well um New one, Blue Apron, uh, Skip the Grocery Store, uh, Fantastic Meal, Ingredients Delivered Right to Your Home, uh, GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash digital, or bleh, slash Blue Apron. Um, we are working on just getting a referral code. Um, no new refer, or no new uh, partnerships, affiliations as of yet. Still working on a couple. We'll see where those go. Um, bit of you know, legalese to add to the end. Um, all, oh, let me grab the actual script on that one. <laughs> all music, movie clips, and whatnot included in this podcast. Oh, hold on, hold on. No? Cut all that. Okay. Cut all that. Cut that part. I'll just do a quick recording of that that you okay. can just use. You Slap can clip it and use that okay. at the end of everything, yeah. Okay. So just cut that part out of your part right here. Sure. All right, um... So, um, this is the conclusion to the month of Marvel. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this ride through everything. We will, of course, talk about Endgame on the next episode. Um, we will be, <clears throat> but we will be leaving our MCU comfort zone next for a while. week. Back to um, your regu- your reg- our regularly scheduled program. Um, so. I think that's about it that I have to add. Do you have anything else to add? I, I, 
think, let me double check. I think we had a question on here. Let me see. On our, on our Facebook page, which we should say, we do have a Facebook page, everybody. Go to Get Rank Movie Podcast on Facebook. Uh, where is it? I know someone posted a question. If I can't find it, we'll just say it. It was in messages. Was it in messages? Yep. Okay. Um, but yes. All right, so like we said, if you have other questions you want to ask, feel free. Shoot us a message on Facebook or just post a question to us on Facebook, and we'll try to answer it each week. That's, that's the fun of this Facebook page and this podcast, being an inter- being able to interact with everybody. <clears throat> um, so other than that, like Cody said, that's the end of our month of Marvel. Next week we'll be back with an all-new episode that'll be its own probably standalone theme. Uh, but for this week, I am Nick. And I'm Cody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. All music and movie clips included in this podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of the movies discussed and no infringement is intended. Get Ranked Movie Podcast, Episode 12, MCU Movies.